0: I'm a What's up? Welcome to the Part-Time Rockstar Podcast, episode 233. I'm your host, Brett Bueller. This week, we got Alex on from Uh They're an emo rock band from Northern Maryland. Maryland, and uh, they got a big show coming away. up uh, this weekend. It'll be uh, Friday, October 20th, at Baltimore no Soundstage. Uh, they'll be playing with Free Friends, a One-Time night. Reunion, and Lovesick Loner Car, among others. Our also has some new music out, uh, featured their track, I Swear, as well as a brand new song that is debuting on this episode, uh, it's called Agony, and it'll be releasing soon. Here it's here first, but uh, yeah, uh, we had a fun conversation, for sure, uh, kind of talked about all things music, of course, and then uh, talked about Alex's experience at uh, Blue Ridge Rockfest. Uh, we talked about Woodstock 99 and just kind of like some emo nostalgia and a lot of different bands and stuff like that. We also talked about how they have uh, two lead singers in their band, which is uh, just a definitely unique and sets them apart. So yeah, if you like uh, Heartbent stuff, you can definitely find them on all the socials and all the streaming platforms and all the stuff like that, and uh, yeah, hopefully... Uh, yourself for doing well wherever you're streaming in from or tuning in from. Thanks for supporting local music and local art and stuff like that. Uh, If you want to help the show, you can certainly drop a rating or a follow. Find us on any of the socials. That's always helpful. Uh, And personal news and notes, don't have much to mention. Uh, This week, our spotlight series uh, where we have uh, a bunch of bands coming to a music studio in Columbia, Maryland is going on. Uh, that'll be on Wednesday, that'll be October 18th, and uh, yeah, I'll be playing a couple of acoustic shows around town in Maryland on Saturday, so you can keep tabs on the Hollow Truths page for those. Usually I mention that uh, part-time Rockstar Productions is going, making music videos. Uh, we also have merch for this show on the Shopify link in episode notes, and the sponsor of the show is Truly Trings, based out of rural Maryland. Uh, where I take all my guitars, and Stevens of the Theater runs a shop. So, yeah, without uh, too much more rambling here, we'll get to the conversation with Alex.
1: I'm a part time rock star.
0: Tonight,
2: nothing. I um, I have work earlier today and then had a the work meeting right before this, and then not just this. and I'm probably gonna hang with my girlfriend later. What about you?
0: Nice, yeah. I'm just working on playing guitar, I'm just getting ready for a set tomorrow, so nothing uh, Alex, crazy. Where are
1: you playing tomorrow? Okay,
0: uh, Alice Anna, I think it's how you say it, it's in Fells, um, kind of downtown down there off Broadway. I think it's a, if it's not a newer place, then it's renamed, I think.
2: It's called Alisana. Uh,
0: again, I might be like mispronouncing that, but uh, Alisana Social Club, maybe. Uh,
2: so, yeah, I don't know. Interesting. Yeah, I know the band Alisana, but I think know. Right. I do as well. I
0: yeah, had... I love that band. I hadn't heard of, uh, of this uh, venue until recently, but uh, our friends in uh, Catonsville and Sunrider are putting the show together. So oh, Nice. But, uh, yeah, so I'm just kind of getting ready for that, and I figured knock out a podcast tonight if anyone wanted to do one, and uh, I guess you were the the lucky uh, first. The lucky winner. <laughs> first, first message on Instagram or something, I don't know.
2: Yeah, I literally saw that, like, right after you posted i was like oh cool i need to try to promote this new single as much as possible
0: yeah that's that's perfect i I know i've definitely messaged you obviously before about trying to do one
2: yeah Uh, i know i don't know what happened i know we've tried to do i think like for the longest time just life and band stuff was so busy that i like could never find time to actually do stuff but then just worked out today perfectly like i had no plans after uh work
0: Nice. Yeah. Worked out for me. Sometimes I try to schedule these things like weeks or months in advance. And, oh yeah. And like, it doesn't, it's not even always the best strategy because I can never quite guarantee I'm going to be free on like a, <laughs> a, a random Tuesday night or afternoon or whatever it is. Cause I mean, let's face it. I'm not really getting paid for this at all. So, um,
2: I <laughs> was so, oh, all yeah, that. So, oh, this place looks cool.
0: Yeah. So sometimes other things gotta take precedence and I gotta reschedule, but uh, sometimes I like doing it this way. Just seeing who's around for the evening and like seeing if anyone's got something new to promote or whatever.
2: Oh yeah, awesome.
0: So the timing's oh, good. Cool.
1: Sunscape, that's what I'm wearing.
0: Yeah, so we're friends oh. with the Sunscape, Sunrider guys and they normally do shows over in Catonsville, but I believe this is a venue that they have uh some connections with they're starting to host bands
2: oh nice yeah it looks rather
0: yeah it's right off broadway it's right down there like i said i'm either pronouncing it wrong or it had a different name before or something like that but
2: oh yeah
0: <laughs> it's one of those situations but whatever it should be fun we got uh another band who's kind of headlining and then we're just coming in playing a nice little hour slot get the people around hour slot.
2: damn that's a long slot
0: Well, when you're, it is and it isn't. When you're used to playing three hours, then it's actually funny how it feels like it's absolutely nothing.
2: Oh, yeah, that makes sense. I think the longest we've ever done is like an hour and a half, I think.
0: Yeah, I do a lot of cover shows, like Uh, sometimes just like the acoustic dude strumming in the brewery or whatever. Oh, nice. So if I'm doing that, you know, it's three or four hours of just singing, you know, freaking Wonderwall. (laughs) <laughs> or, or whatever the people want to hear. Literally. So when you play a 45 minute half hour set or something, it actually feels like it's like the difference between running like a marathon and just like doing a little jog sprint. But yeah, but at the same time, I mean, it makes you appreciate playing those, your real sets, like your real original sets, like so much more. Cause you can actually get excited to play. I feel like it's a little harder to get excited to play three hours sometimes. Cause you're just like, god damn like yeah (laughs) it's like a lot it's just like I don't know it's human nature to play I think for like an hour maybe hour and a half before you just kind of like I kind of want to go drink now or do something
2: else right until you just get sick of it yeah
0: you can only rock and roll so hard for so long (laughs)
2: literally I know you gotta take a break man. you can't keep going
0: yeah but Unless it's, unless you're chemically sustained by other things. You can keep yeah. going. Yeah, <laughs> true. But, uh... If we push it. But, yeah, I mean, uh... You guys are obviously out there playing some shows here and there as well, right? Like, yeah, yeah. I see you guys pop up on the old gram here and there. Someti- oh, nice. Sometimes at, uh... At Zen West and stuff like that.
2: Yeah, yeah, we play... Out. um we used to play a lot more and then um we started working on an album and then we we're like "All right, we're just gonna do maybe one show a month until the album's out yeah and um right now we're wrapping it up so we have a show next friday and then after that we're probably gonna take a little break until it's finished and then try to do a big album release show and hopefully do a little tour if possible hell yeah where are you guys trying to go?
1: I have no
2: idea, yeah. Nice. Um, <laughs> it's like, I mean, I want to go, we have, like, a decent bit of a following in, like, Richmond, so I definitely want to hit Richmond. Um, I want to hit D.C. too, so I was thinking maybe, yeah. like, Baltimore, D.C., Richmond, and then we'll do, like, a three-day South run, and then go up to P.A., um, and maybe, like, New York and New Jersey for like another run yeah it's, that's exactly what we do it's
0: it's pretty fun honestly yeah just it's like all, the little like it's all we, it's all we can do really but um we'll I take know. it it's uh i i want to say we played in richmond with sounds and scenarios and i feel like you guys are friends but maybe you're not um
2: the name sounds really familiar
0: they're kind of in your genre and they're from mass but they do a pretty decent job, I feel like, of, of getting down here from time to time. Or at least this general area DC, Baltimore, Virginia. Mm. little DMB spot. Sounds
2: mm. nice. Just... Oh, yeah, actually, I don't, don't think I know them, but I'll just find
0: you. Okay, because I feel like maybe you guys were on a bill together, but I guess I was wrong about that. You
2: know... Oh, don't blink oh that's their management I think we may have been offered to play a show with them okay I think cause those don't blink guys you say hit us up all the time I guess they're booking We're... agent well, well I, I don't
0: see... know yeah well, I do see you're playing a a uh, show with a or uh, an old friend of the pod here uh, Mr. Ben DeHaan um, oh yeah man He's who, changed his band name to to, yeah. to try and confuse everyone keep them on their toes <laughs> <laughs>
2: I know. Yeah, we played with them. I think this will be our third time doing a show with him. Nice. We played a uh, record with him and then Send West and then now Soundstage. But I guess it's the first time with Free Friends. Yeah. That's yeah, cool. That's
0: cool. Got the Soundstage gig coming up. It looks like it's, uh what, the 20th? So right around
2: yeah, the corner. Yeah, October 20th. I think it should be a good time. I'm, I'm really excited. We haven't played a show in two months. Because um one of our members hurt their arm. Oh yeah. So well, we had to like take a little break from shows. Too much jerking it. Yeah. <laughs> Something <laughs> like that. <laughs>
0: <Literally>. Sprained wrist. <laughs> Can't play guitar.
2: What <laughs> <Literally. laughs> <But> do <laughs> we're hoping that I don't know, their arm still isn't perfect, but we're at least like I mean, we've got a record we got to pay for, so yeah. it's just like, dude, we need to play as many shows as possible again to try to fund this. We're a little bit in the red, but eh. Yeah, it happens. Yeah, it's hard. And I think it'll all work itself out over time.
0: Yeah, it just depends Uh, who wants to,
2: you know, help fund it, who wants to go to work. Exactly, yeah. That's why yeah. I always try to like make as much merch as possible for us. Yeah. I mean, just try to like assume, I mean you probably at least for like original bands, I feel like that's where most of the money is. Yeah, if you can
0: find it at all. I found there's almost no money in it. So we play cover shows to like support our original song habit is kind of where yeah. we're at. But
2: Yeah, I get that. We started doing um uh like emo tribute night things like we'll do like biochemical yeah. romance ones and that's been like helpful for getting us in front of new people who never would have heard of us before but they love my chem so they're like oh yeah. my god let's go see this band
0: hell yeah that's been a super popular thing lately the emo show
2: yeah just like just, I feel like if you put emo on anything it'll just sell it's working like, right right now yeah. yeah, I think it's the nostalgia factor. I think. Yeah, I'm always
0: wondering what's next. Like, what's the next nostalgic genre going to be? Right now, my money's on Creed.
2: Oh yeah, I, I can see that <laughs> in <thing> pretty hot. <laughs>
0: I'm thinking Nickelback and Creed are coming back like massive.
2: Well, dude, like Limp Bizkit and like I Deftones had, came back heavy too.
0: Oh yeah, God. that's true. I feel like the Deftones are the only ones that kind of kept their street cred the whole time. Maybe I'm wrong yeah. about that.
2: Yeah, but look just all over the place. I'm so upset. I I was working Blue Ridge Rockfest, and they were supposed to... I think they were supposed to headline the last day. Yeah. But the last two days got canceled, so I didn't get to see their set. Rumor was that they canceled it so that there weren't riots during Limp set.
0: I mean, if it was going to be anything like Woodstock 99, then... If it was even like a tenth of that, it would have had trouble.
2: Literally, that's what. Yeah, I watched the documentary on Woodstock '99. It looked insane.
0: Yeah, it's it's so funny because like, like even when the the came off the stage or whatever, everyone's rioting, going nuts, and he they were like amping the crowd up, obviously. And they're like, it "Wasn't our fault." We just kept walking. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: know. I think that's kind of badass. I can't lie. <laughs>
0: But, uh, yeah, my, one of my buddies I play hockey with, he's a little older and he was at Woodstock 99 and he was like, yep, it was everything pretty much that documentary said, except pretty much everyone left after a day or two or like halfway through. Cause there was no water, there was no beers. There was just open air drug markets and like, you know, mostly dudes. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's pretty much what he said. <laughs> that sounds about right. That adds up. He said they ran out of money and just couldn't get water. And just like, all right, fuck it. We got to go.
2: Yeah. Damn. Yeah, I feel like no. that'd be such an interesting experience to go through. Like, a, a oh. festival breaking like that.
0: Yeah, I know. If you stayed till the end. I mean, that was pure anarchy. That was crazy. Yeah.
2: Literally, people were setting things on fire. People did that at Blue Ridge, too. Yeah. They were, like, setting, like, tents on fire. It was it was madness.
0: I feel like that's not super shocking 'cause is that's not West Virginia, that's like Southern Virginia. Right? Yeah,
2: it's like so down south Virginia that's pretty much North Carolina.
0: Right, yeah. So I figure guns and fireworks and everything else are kind of the norm down there.
2: Yeah, literally. I was in um I was one of the teams that was like searching cars for all that stuff. Yeah. And it was ridiculous. Still haven't gotten paid, which is terrifying, because it's been, like, over a month. Oh, no shit. Yeah, they owe me, like, over $2,000. Damn, you must have been doing work for them. Literally, it was, like, eight days straight on... Oh, wow. Like, S- I, so you I were sleeping sleep there. Yeah, you were living there. You were in it. Yeah. It yeah. was... Some of it was some of the hardest work I've ever done. Like, it was, like, some crazy stuff, but... Were you building the stages? No. No, I wasn't building stages. I was there in security. So, it was, like, a lot of searching vehicles. Yeah. Once the weather started getting bad on Thursday, I was vaguely playing, like, I don't want to say medic, but I was, like, carrying yeah. people and stuff and, like, I don't know, like, helping people that were having panic <laughs> attacks. But yeah. There's just one specific scenario, like, I was walking around um, all the tents just, like, to see if people were okay pretty much. And yeah. Yeah, everyone was like, oh, we're fine. Just trying not to die. I was like, all right, cool. I'll come back if you need me. And then yeah. we, I went to this one tent. And they were like, dude, this girl's straight up having a panic attack right now. <laughs> and, like, there's just some, like, I don't know, 28-year-old lady just, like, freaking out. Like, because of yeah. the thunder. She was like, I hate thunder, it's so scary, and I was, like, trying to help her for, like, ten minutes, and then tents started flying away. I was like, I'm sorry, I gotta go try to deal with that. That's awesome. I I was like, everyone, please make sure she's
0: okay. Something tells me it might have been more than just thunder, but, uh, hey, you never know.
2: Yeah, I know, It it was a really bizarre situation to be in. There were, like, 50 people under, like, those tiny little, like, uh, like, those festival tents, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean.
2: Actually, wild.
0: Yeah, I mean, I was kind of wondering how it went. I know, um, like, I'm actually a paramedic, so I've worked festivals, and, like, probably one of the funniest ones I ever worked was Shamrock Fest in D.C., because they just set up, like, a straight-up triage tent, like, Civil War style. So they get, like, docs, nurses, medics, everybody in there, and we drive around on gators and just, like, scoop up the drunks, and, like... <laughs> T- toss them in there and they just like sleep it off hook them up with an IV and they got like the Civil War thing in there it looks like it's a reenactment except it's yeah. like a rock show which <laughs> is that sounds crazy kind of ridiculous but that was Weird, I think. that was the funnest one I worked for sure because that was that was definitely gnarly but I, I don't know I've sought, seen a lot of like probably negative criticism I feel like of the Blue Ridge thing lately on at least online I don't know if that was justified or not but
2: oh it was definitely justified (laughs) yeah it was definitely justified as someone that was there for eight days justified man like it was like i didn't shower for the whole time i was there because i was better off like i felt like i'd stay cleaner not showering (laughs) than taking a shower in the shower that they provided type deal that's crazy
0: it's gross (laughs) but you just got to wait Just gotta wait for it to rain, I guess.
2: Literally, I had this little like, uh, what, like those dude wipe things or whatever. Yeah. Like runners wipe. And I was just showering with those and pouring water myself. That's awesome.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah it worked
2: out all right. I didn't
0: I feel like you deserve uh, it. If you don't get, yeah. pa- if you don't get paid, you at least deserve a merit badge of some kind. <laughs> Fucking merit badge. Or like, a bad tattoo to you know commemorate the. <laughs> <laughs>
2: A, the, at least a T-shirt at this point, you know, or something, yeah. Um, that's such. Oh, where we sorry uh, sure.
0: That sucks, though. <laughs> for oh sure. yeah. What was the, was... what was the funniest thing you kicked somebody out for, or like you found, while you were running um, security?
2: I think one of the most interesting situations was um or something that really stood out for me is so i was it got to a point later on in the night where we were just like people were waiting on line in their cars for 13 hours so like they were oh, like wow. Dude, don't even they were like don't even fully search the cars anymore just like go yeah. and ask them if they have four things so like we were asking we we're like hey do you have any drugs any guns knives blah 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 whatever Which, I mean, obviously, I'm sure 90% of people... I made, like, a TikTok about it, and this one guy found it, (laughs) and he was like, dude, I lied straight to your face about that. I was like, whatever, man. Like, (laughs) I don't care. Check my band out, and I won't tell (laughs) on (laughs) you. But, um, yeah, so just, like, that whole experience, like, there's, you know, obviously a lot of people are lying, but there's this one kid, he's like, Oh, I have this. Should I not have it? And it was literally, like, a giant-ass, like, knife. Mm-hmm. Like, a fucking knife. Yeah. yeah. Well, like it was, like, pretty much a machete, but, like, a knife, too. It was, mm-hmm. I don't know. It was weird. It was just like, am I not supposed to have this? And then I took it, and then I was trying to keep it for myself. Yeah. So I put it in my pocket, and then it kept falling out. It was, like, a whole thing. And then I went to throw it away in the confiscation bin. And then this one dude was just like, oh, fuck, no, that's mine. And yeah. then he wrapped it around his belt. And I was like, fuck, dude, I should have done that the whole time.
0: Yeah, just toss it in your trunk or something.
2: Yeah, oh, I didn't have my car anywhere near. Oh, okay. It was like, dude, it was a whole situation. Just trying to get around that place.
0: Yeah, it sounds like you need your own, like, dirt bike or something.
2: Yeah, that, that would have been fucking sick. Yeah. I mean, it's a raceway. Yeah, it's like three miles the area was like three miles. Hmm. I was like trying to get from point A to point B, then to point Z. It was just like, what the fuck do I do? Yeah, it sounds
0: sounds rough. I guess I'll. Yeah. Yeah. That was life, though.
2: Definitely got some cool experience. Yep. Ho- hopefully, you get some money.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, I'll have to point you towards my attorney after this conversation. Yeah, but it it might need Uh, to happen. I mean, I'm sure you're not the only one. You guys might have to band together and, you know, storm the castle, legally speaking.
2: uh, That's the weird thing, though, because, like, I talked to one of my buddies that I, like, made um, work in it, and he was like, oh, bro, I got paid, like, two weeks ago. Why didn't you get paid yet? I'm like, all right, something's not adding up. I was wondering, like, as soon as it finished, I did, like, some video interview with some dude, and I was just basically talking shit. Oh. And I was like, Oh my god, I wonder if they saw that and were just like, We're not paying this kid anymore.
0: Yeah, anything's possible.
2: Yeah, I don't think I signed the NDA though, so let me ask.
0: Yeah, kind of, you know, that's a tough one. Well, somehow, maybe one day you'll come back around and you'll headline the fest.
2: That's what I'm saying. The joke will be on them. That was, like, pretty much the big reason I wanted to work it. It was because I was like, all right, dude, if I do this, then, like, I'm bound to at least make, you know, like, supporters and fans out of some of the people I make. And for sure, I definitely, like, I mean, I always bring, like, either business cards or stickers or flyers, like some sort of promotional thing everywhere I go. I passed out, like, a couple hundred stickers and, like, was airdropping my Spotify and all that nonsense. And we made some fans, for sure. But, like, yeah, like, one of my goals was to, you know, try to meet some of the right people. I did meet the guy that runs the festival, like, Jonathan Davis or whatever his name is. But I didn't know that's who it was when I met him. I just thought he was some dude. So I was just like, Oh hey, what's up, man? We like shot the shit for like a minute or two and then like we went our separate ways. And afterwards the guy I was working on was like, you know, that's the guy that runs the festival, right? I was like, Are you yeah. fucking
1: kidding me, <laughs> bro? Well, like,
0: that's in a way, that's I mean, maybe you made a better impression, because hopefully you weren't talking shit though. But True. Oh no, like, um, yeah, we
1: were just we
2: are just shit chatting about the bands we wanted to see. It was like yeah. a day before the festival started. Yeah. Yeah, or hit the van who knows yeah did get interviewed by like I think it was like CBS or something like one of the local news stations they oh, yeah. interviewed me and that was cool or like I was on like 27 hours of no sleep and it was like a video interview and I did I just looked like a crackhead huh. I was talking like a crackhead so I didn't really share it more than more than that because I was like alright people don't need to see this yeah, probably not,
0: but, you know, it's all right. No, no press is bad press, I suppose.
2: True. Man, I guess I was on TV. Yeah. That's a weird thing to think about, like, local television.
0: Yeah, I don't watch too much of it, but I know it exists.
2: I feel like nobody does anymore. <laughs> I don't understand why it's so a thing. Yeah. Everything, everything's online.
0: Well, a lot of old ladies in the nursing home saw the story and watched it at lunch oh, l- lunchtime in the nursing home. <laughs> That's and... my
2: target demographic. Perfect. And
0: you're, you're on your way.
2: <laughs> Dude, we're next up just because of it. All the old ladies, they're gonna love me. I'll be in their sugar baby. Something.
0: Uh, but yeah, I guess we should probably talk about the uh, the
2: new song there. I
0: swear. Oh yeah, is that is that the latest one?
2: Yeah. So I swear it's the latest one that we put out. We put that out in July, and then um, uh, on the twentieth, uh, we're dropping agony, which is uh, I think I think I sent you the audio. It was like a Dropbox link or something. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I got it. So I could slap that on here as well, either or or both. It's fun,
2: yeah. Really, whatever's clever. But um, yeah, dude. Agnes, I think that one's gonna do really good. It's um, source song. I swear and take control. Or like, they're kind of similar. Like they're yeah. obviously different songs, but like, it's the same key. Like
1: yeah. similar
2: kind of vibe, a little bit. But um, this one's a lot. Groo- it's groovier but it's heavier and also it's the first song where our bass player um L sings the main part of the chorus. Yeah and, I noticed uh,
0: you guys were like trading off. That was pretty cool.
2: Oh yeah. Thank you. Yeah that's like one of the things that we've been really trying to um hone in on lately and try to make like our sound and um this is yeah it's the first one that she's uh taken lead on a chorus the first of a couple so far, but the first one to be released. So I think a lot of people are going to eat that shit up just because people are always like, "Oh my God, a girl on the band!" Yep, you know,
0: it, it never doesn't work. For those, it part. always works. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's cool. I mean, I think it's a good niche to work in and get into because, like, you're, you know, obviously displaying her vocal prowess. But I don't know. I mean, once upon a time, uh, you know evanescence was like the biggest band in the world it's like yeah. kind of what i always think of that kind of worked with the duo sort of lead or duo lead vocal mentality i guess
2: exactly and that's a that's the comparison we've got in uh especially when we dropped take control everyone was like oh my god it reminds me of evanescence i'm like alia dude that's not yeah. a bad thing to say because they're fucking yeah. huge exactly and then, like, there's some other band that does that, too. I don't remember what their name was, so. Yeah, I thought I
0: thought Sleeping With Sirens, lead vocalist, was female for forever. And, <laughs>
1: dude,
2: until, everyone does.
0: Yeah, until someone told me, just dude. And I was like, yeah,
2: he's got a high voice. I thought that about uh, Coheed and Cambria. The that first too. time I heard Good Eye Sniper. Yeah, I was like, "Oh man, this girl's got some pipes," and they're yeah. like, "Dude, watch the music video." Yeah, and I, did. I was like, "Oh my god, that is what?
0: That is an ugly chick."
2: <laughs> yeah, <literally. laughs> the voice did <laughs> not match the body.
0: If you want to go even farther back, I always thought Rush was a female singer too.
2: Oh, uh, Rush, that's a throwback.
0: I thought oh Geddy Lee
2: was was a lady,
0: but <laughs> turned out it wasn't.
2: See, <laughs> I always knew, I always knew he was a dude from, um, God, just like those concert, those Rush concert videos that there's probably like billions of, Yeah. just like, I'd watch them with like, I think like my grandfather or something, and I'd always be like, oh yeah, Rush, they're pretty cool, I like them. Yeah, great band. And then I discovered Screaming Music, and I was like, alright, yeah, this is, this is what I like, so. Yeah. Yeah, like um mentioned... the first song. Oh, go what? ahead. Oh yeah, the first song I heard was Screaming on it. Do you know Senses Fail? Yeah. I probably yeah, saw them a... at
0: like Warp Tour back in the day or something like that.
2: Definitely a Warp Tour band. Yeah. My my um older cousin put me on to he made me like a little like playlist on my MP three player and um their song one eight seven was on it. And that's the first time I heard screaming, and I was like, "Holy shit, people can do this!" Yeah, like it
1: blew my From...
2: mind as a wee lad. Yeah,
0: it Got as it. it does, I suppose. I can't remember. I feel like I've heard screaming in music as long as I've heard music, almost. Maybe it's oh, just yeah. the, the generation I'd, I don't know. I can't remember anymore. I drank too many beers. But
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's funny because like he made me that playlist because like. I was listening to like some like Disney channel pop mixtape thing on my C D player. He was like, No, I'm giving you one of my old MP three players, I'm gonna show you real music. I was like, Alright, cool. And he put like I don't know, like made a parade, census failed, used all those kind of bands, aren't I? Oh yeah. Great bands, for sure. Yeah. Those are like some of my favorites. And then I just spiraled into that whole thing before i even knew what all of it was i was just like i love the sound man you yeah. never get enough of it
0: do you feel like your guys sound has uh obviously matured a bit and uh it's kind of continuing to mature as far as what oh, your like aim is you know
2: oh yeah for heartburn for sure because um our old stuff used to be like it was kind of like well, I was the one writing it and I will say it was like poorly written pop punk pretty much. Yeah. Um I mean it was cool for when it was. You know, there's a couple of songs that I do still like to this day, but in general, like it was just kind of songs that I wrote. And then I met the rest of the band. We learned those song or I taught them those songs. We did our thing. And then we started writing songs together and then that's when the heavier aspects started to come out of it that's why i'm like you know our guitar our guitar player neil is like a disgusting guitarist he started doing all these sick solos all these crazy riffs i was like all right yeah this is the sound we need to start going for instead of whatever it was that i was writing at the time yeah i guess i'm
0: partially interested because it I think the normal thing that people end up doing creatively is they sort of start as heavy as possible and they usually kind of mature it into like a a medium somewhere. And I don't know. Cause like, I guess it's like just refining it, polishing it. But then some bands are different. I mean, some bands kind of start more mellow and get heavier. I don't know if you, where you see yourselves going, like where your sound is.
2: Oh yeah. Uh, So like, Got like that, like hard rock, emo, vaguely post hardcore sound. Yeah. The stuff we've been writing for the second record, which God knows when that's going to come out, but what we've been writing for that is more on the like metalcore side and like post hardcore side. So it's like at least what we're writing now is a lot heavier. Like, yeah. Complete switch up. Fair Which, enough. That, that be cool.
0: Yeah, yeah. But, but you got some people streaming on Spotify, so that's a good
2: start. Oh yeah, and it's, it's all those two songs that we recently put out, like yeah, Hey, control and I swear. Like the other ones, like I mean, they're you know they got there after years, but we were staying at like I don't know one to two hundred listeners for the longest time. And yeah. then we put out uh, take control, and I swear. And then the listeners started going up. We started promoting more. I started learning new ways to promote. And yeah. then through that, I've been like, oh shit, people are actually excited to see what our next song is. That's weird, like yeah. more than just like my friend group, you
0: know? Yeah. Uh, besides OnlyFans, obviously, what are you? What are your promotion strategies? <laughs>
2: the only phones around that's pretty much my biggest one no okay um, that's
0: usually so what people I, go to but outside of that i mean right. you know
2: oh i do uh i do a lot of guerrilla marketing so um yeah i'll like go to giant shows and just like pass out everything i have like stickers and stuff and i'll try to like do something funny or bizarre so that they remember the situation. Mm. Like, have you ever seen that show? I think you should leave. I uh, actually have not. Now I feel a little <laughs> dumb, but oh, uh, it's like it's like a skit comedy show. Um, and the it's I definitely recommend checking it out. I'll will find like a good episode and send you one. Nice. But, um, the guys like super extra at some points. For a while, we had uh, stickers that weren't waterproof. So I just, like, I remember I was at Sad Summer Festival in Philadelphia. And I was running around to every group of people I could find. And I was just screaming, they're not waterproof. And then just Mm -hmm. giving them stickers and, like, being like, you could love us. You could hate us. I don't know. You need to tell me what you think. Mm -hmm. And then because of that, they were just like, all right, I need to check out this weird kid's band to see what the fuck this is. Random dude was rambling about, and a bunch of people were like DMing us, like, "Yo, I am so happy that you did that because you guys are awesome." I was like, "Hey, thank you, man. I appreciate mm-hmm.
0: you." Are you currently hiding behind like a dumpster or a skateboard ramp or something?
2: Oh no, no, no! I'm chilling in the uh, in the old bunk bed. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I was yeah. like, <laughs> be
0: stupid. It's like, where are you right now? I can't <laughs> figure that out.
2: <laughs> I destroyed the mystery of it.
0: Yeah. So, it's like, are, are you okay? Do I need to come pick you up? <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh, yeah, sure, are a paramedic. <laughs> are you I safe? Should say that. Are
0: you safe, sir? Are You're you safe? <laughs> like,
2: dude, you probably have some crazy stories as a paramedic.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Pick a subject and probably tell you something about something crazy.
2: It just but, hit me with whatever the first thing that comes
0: to mind is. I mean, probably just like people jumping off of bridges and stuff like that. Like, there was this one one lady that like it was like four in the morning, and like apparently they were driving wasted home from a party, um, oh. across like a big ass bridge, and like they had been having like a like you know heated argument allegedly like the whole time leading up to that and like her boyfriend just pulled over and homie just like got out and just ran and jumped just like to his death.
2: Oh my God.
0: Like, I mean, that's what she told us. And I was like,
2: uh, right. Like, well, and
0: so like, we're actually taking care of her cause the, the dude's dead. And she's, yeah. she's like freaking out obviously. And but I was like, there's definitely a part of me i was like like what did you say like damn yeah oh my god i was like like that just crazy because that didn't sound like premeditated or anything that just sounded like kind of spontaneous and i was like how does somebody just like decide fuck it i'm pulling over and i'm jumping off the bridge
2: literally like what what was that fucking reason what was that statement
0: like what was it that pushed him over the edge you know literally like or was it i don't know I, I was like i have questions about this but i'm not gonna ask him i'm just gonna try to you know take care of your situation here right Which, you know is what guess, it is
2: but. yeah wouldn't that be like would that be like the police's job i guess once they from the same
0: well, without getting too much into the minutia of it all, if someone mm. is having like an extreme emotional event or panic attack or anything of that nature, it becomes a psychological emergency, for which paramedics are much better suited to handle that than the police. Mm. We handle that situation with drugs. They handle that situation a bit differently. <laughs> right. I'm not going to say with a beating, but, you know, sometimes maybe... Gets a little aggressive damn so we just <clears throat> we usually just chill them out you know we make them uh feel a lot better
2: as it were right interesting so yeah one of my uh, co-workers is a ems and like uh or was an ems now he's a teacher but um it's it's so weird. Like my job I work for uh, Monster Energy and we're on like the street marketing team yeah. pretty much and like whenever there'd be like people pulled over on the side of the road, they'd always be like fatality, fatality, fatality. <laughs> like, damn bro, you're crazy. He's like, No dude, you don't know the things I've seen. I was like, Damn, I believe it. Actually, yeah, I mean I'm sure
0: he's seen a lot of shit. I I was surprised in my tenure how little like uh like deaths i probably saw in car wrecks because i huh. like i don't know i always expected not morbidly but just i just figured you know people die in car wrecks but i mean 96% of the time everyone was like fine like somebody might have a broken nose or like a you know bump like tweaked back or neck or whatever but like most of the time everyone was fine and then there's that 1% of the time where everyone's just dead. Damn. And then like, right. because I think what happened, and older medics had told me, like, cars just got a lot safer. Yeah. So, like, I don't know. Not saying people don't get hurt in car wrecks, but there's less, right. like, extremely gruesome. It used to be they made cars to keep the car safe and able to drive afterward. Meanwhile, meanwhile, the human inside could be, like, completely demolished. But you'd still be driving away that Cadillac from the wreck because, like, everything was built rock solid. But now they build them to crumple to, like, try to keep the passenger compartment safer and try to keep people inside safer. So your car can get destroyed and totaled over, like, a fender bender. But if you get in a bad wreck, theoretically, you're safer. And I think that's true from what I've seen.
2: Nice. Yeah, that's Um,
0: that's a thing. Like, case study. Yeah, just anecdotally that's that's what I felt like. But every once in a while, yeah. Every, you'd show up and everyone's just squished and you're like, Yep, no, I'm not. Ugh. Damn.
2: Um that's awful. One of my um one of my good friends just got he like hydroplaned and then like he swerved into the the median, I think. And yeah. then his car just like caught a blaze. Yeah. Like look like he got out like before it, but he was sending me pictures. And he did like a GoFundMe where like a picture of like his burnt ass car was a yeah. was like the picture. I was like, "Holy shit, bro! he's yeah. okay." Yeah, you gotta watch out
0: for that. You gotta get out of those things quick. Never know. But mm. eh, I'll try to drive safe.
2: Maybe.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: well, it Yes, you must abide by the traffic laws, of course.
2: Literally, yeah. never change songs ever. <laughs> yep. That's why they have Shuffle. Yep.
0: Well, uh, yeah, I think we covered, uh, what we got. We got the show coming up here, soundstage. Uh, you got the new song and songs, or when does, when does the next one drop?
2: Oh, yeah. So, um, we have agony coming out the 20th of October. And then uh, we have at least one or two more singles coming out after that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the songs are going to be called uh, House of Mirrors or Sanctuary. Maybe both, but yeah, at least one or two of them are going to be out. And then uh, we'll have our record released. Hope, we're hoping the first three months of 2024 but i mean i I think it's possible i think that's probably what's gonna happen because we're super close like literally i just have to finish screams for two songs and then they have to get mixed and mastered and then you know that whole process sometimes takes a while because everybody's heads are in different places sometimes but i think it should be out by like March at the latest like I just want to set up a really good album release show um we have a couple people that we're thinking about doing it with we're also trying to since I worked for monster um my boss told me that monster could be interested in maybe sponsoring it so yeah. I don't know exactly what that means but I do know that it, that could be really big or it could just be them just giving us a bunch of cases. But
0: either way, not too
2: bad. Yeah, regardless, it should be sick. Just so
0: make sure they don't dig up your Blue Ridge interview.
2: <laughs> no, they were <laughs> the monster team was with me on that too. Cause yeah. I was working security at that separate from Monster, but I was mm-hmm. with the monster people for like a day or two. Yeah. Working security at the monster rig. And they, I mean, they had the same situation as me. They hated that shit. Yeah. I guess that makes sense. It was awful, because, like, we didn't get... I mean, I got to see Slipknot and Sleep Token and Motionless and White and Knocked Loose. Like, Friday was amazing, but every other day was just awful. Yeah. Well.
0: Oh, well. He survived. Yeah, Yeah, literally, exactly. Lived to tell the
2: tale. Literally, yes, sir. But, um... Yeah, man, then. Just... I think the record should hopefully do well. I'm, I'm trying to figure out, like... We were talking yesterday. We were like, what's the plan? I was like, dude, I have no idea what the plan is. Like, the plan for the longest time was always just put the record out and then see what happens. But if that's the plan, then chances are nothing's going to happen. So I'm trying to think if we like need to start looking for a manager or like looking for agents. Um, We're self releasing the record. So, I mean, we don't have like any label nonsense to deal with so I think that's probably a good thing just because I don't really want to like it's no it's my band I don't want to do what some random label tells me to do yeah I think at this point you're probably fine yeah but if a label is just like hey I want to put you guys on tour and then blah 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 I'll be like yes take my soul dude whatever (laughs) fair
0: enough Maybe one day you'll get there. Hoping so.
2: Have your soul stolen. Yeah, right. Lack of a soul, but some sick tour opportunities. Worth it. (laughs) Definitely worth it. That's the dream, man, you know. Yeah. For sure. No more weekend runs, hopefully.
0: Well, yeah, you gotta probably put in a few weekend runs to get the longer ones.
2: So... Very true, very true. I mean, dude, I I love the weekend runs, but by the time it's, like, the third day, you're like, damn, dude, I feel like we're just getting, like, really in the swing of things. Yeah. And it's already over. Like, I'm, I'm sure you can relate, do It's like... Yeah. It's like, for a couple of days, it's like, oh, this is amazing. And then it's over, and you're like, fuck, dude. Yeah. I want to go back. <laughs> yeah. I
0: don't know. I'm also a little older, so I'm just okay, sort of like... Well, fuck it. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> but it would be nice to be able to, I've always thought it'd be nice to be able to play, like, guitar for, like, seven days in a row, you know, or more, where you're, like, you're really starting to, like, get in the groove, like, yeah. with all the all the songs and all, the, like, the sonics and all the, the feel of everything, and kind of, like, I don't know. I've always thought that
2: would be kind of magical to start getting really locked in. Oh, for sure. And then, like, you. I feel like, you know, playing, like, like, on, like, a tour, like, playing a bunch of different clubs, you'll be, like, more locked in with, like, what to do and like, a smaller club, what to do in a bigger club to make everything sound yeah. sonically the way you want it to go. Because, like, I mean, sometimes it's just, like, you're throwing shit at the wall. You're like, all right, uh, I guess I should turn up or I should turn down, like, not yeah, really like, knowing what's going on. Yeah, I mean, even playing
0: around town, it's like you notice when you don't play for a week or two, for sure. Like, you start, you feel rusty, you know? Like, you feel like, I don't know, whatever it is.
2: Yeah. yeah. Exactly. You like fall out of the loop. But then, like, once yeah. you're on that streak, it's like magical. Like, it's like you feel like yeah. it's hot, it's natural. You,
0: you don't have to think anymore, which is nice. You can actually just kind of like focus on the. The playing the performance whatever you want to call it just like the songs but not have to like think too much about like oh what was that chord or something (laughs) right? like (laughs) i don't know or what was that lyric or whatever it was
2: yeah like like, why was that so pitchy
0: (laughs) yeah you start figuring out like oh i can like dial it back here or i can lean into it more here i don't know just subtleties
2: no totally understand that especially in like with vocals too, so it's so different because like we haven't practiced for a while, and we had our first practice yesterday, And because like we were in like studio mode for a couple months, so we didn't like actually like yeah. get into the room and practice, and then doing it yesterday, I was like, all right, I've been I'm singing in the studio way. I need to dial it back a little bit and yeah. actually be able to do it more sustainably, or else I'm gonna lose my voice in the third song and but... not be able to do it. See, that's happened before. It's the worst
0: feeling. Yeah, it's it's not comforting at all. But the more you sing, the more your voice just gets used to it. So
2: Very true. Very true, dude. There's this, we played this one uh, show in New Jersey. Uh, it was like a smaller, little thing. Like, we were, you know, early, I was like ripping high. You know, I was doing great for the first three, four songs. And then, yeah. for some reason, one of the songs just like took everything out of me. And then I was just completely like trying to go hard for it, but only being able to produce like 20% of what I feel like my potential is. Yeah. And yeah, I would like just went to my car afterwards. And I was like, nobody talk to me for hmm. the next hour. <laughs> like, I just need to sit here and sulk in my sorrows. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Well, so that would be some. It does. Wait,
0: does happen on a more positive note, maybe? Um, I guess before we ha- oh, yeah. before we hang up here, um, I figured you'd probably want to give out like a shout out to like the studio you're working with.
2: Yeah, definitely. So um, we're at uh, working with Eric Taft at uh, Buzz Lounge Studio, and dude, I cannot praise that man enough. Like <clears throat> he completely helped us more than i thought was possible like he helped me more than i thought was possible with my vocals like i remember the first that when we were recording our song take control um at least from a vocal standpoint like i showed him what i usually do and he was like nah try singing it like this he started singing like a lot higher than i was i was like dude i can't do that he was like nah like seriously go try it and then after a couple bad attempts i figured it out and yeah. I was like, the switch like unlocked in my brain. I was like, oh my God, I can sing hi. Hmm. And uh, that really, because they used to be like, there's something in the way. And I was like,
1: there's something in.
2: Hmm. I mean, not as nasally. I'm, yeah. I'm not forward projecting, but y- you know how yeah. it is. Like, It really helped me out. And then I know the rest of the bands can speak their own individual praises as well. And just, like, how he's helped us evolve the songs and, like, breathe fresh air into them. Because they were songs that we've been playing for some of them up to three years. And we yeah. were just totally sick of them and just wanted to put them out so we could work on the next songs. And then, like, just him helping us with, like, you no know, like, better transitions or being like, why are you playing the riff four times? Just play it twice type thing. Yeah, And just, like, just tweaks here and there. Just stuff that we never would have thought of. Just like really, I feel like helped us grow as musicians and also as songwriters. So yeah, I cannot give Eric enough praise. He's he's that guy. I strongly recommend him for anybody that ever wants to make music. Hell yeah!
0: I'll uh I'll tag him in the episode here.
2: <laughs> oh, you should. Yeah, do you know um, Eric?
0: Uh, I just follow him on the uh, on the Instagram.
2: Oh, nice dude! Yeah, he's so um, sick. And he's uh he's in the Great Heights band and they're super sick too. Oh, okay. We've
0: we've played with them before.
2: Oh so yeah, I, yeah, he's the, um he's probably one what,
0: of the singers. So then yeah, I've, I've definitely met him. Now that I think about
2: it. So makes oh, sense. Dude, oh, yeah, he's that guy, dude. Can't praise him enough. That's what's up.
0: Well, I'm gonna probably let you go here. Get back to uh you know, your evening and uh, i'll I'll, hey, you, brother. I'll try and uh get this thing out probably next week uh shouldn't be any reason for it not to so
2: yeah dude, whatever's cool I, re- I appreciate you man It was a good time
0: yeah dude let me know if you ever want to hang out or chat again Can definitely
2: uh figure something out dude yeah definitely like i feel like before the album comes out i would love to talk again maybe try to get like the rest of the group in on it
0: yeah we can maybe
2: try to all get together uh hell yeah dude sounds great brother I appreciate you, man. Have a great rest of your night. All right, man. You too. Peace.
0: So, yeah, thanks to Alex for coming on the show. And thanks to you for listening. The song that you're hearing now is called Agony, and it's debuting right now on the show. Thanks for tuning in.